Welcome back to We Need to Talk. Hey, today, although the audio may not be as great as usual, this is still a fantastic episode. Back with Lanjo talking about sports and why we love sports. Now, we also have auto racing, which gets me into something that I think I, I, where I want to go with this because, Nate, you had said earlier that a lot of the sports that you like are ones that are a little more obscure than than the mainstream ones and i think auto racing falls into that nascar um is people a lot of people are like that's not even a sport which is obviously ridiculous if you ever have have actually like done any research on what they have to do for nascar like the g's that they're that are involved like you need to physically it is a physical sport even though it yeah. doesn't feel like it seem like it um so that I think is a little more obscure of a uh, of a sport. Um, do you have any thoughts on auto racing, Nate? So I would say that it's not obscure as more contentious because I, I think the claim people make is that auto racing is not a sport because it doesn't involve physical activity. Now I think mm-hmm. that argument's kind of mute now because you know because we went from auto racing not being a sport, which has some physical aspects to it. And, you know, and it's happening in the real world to now the question is whether, say, online gaming is considered a sport. And some people mm-hmm. say it's it's esports. It's like kind of like a sport by E, you know, electronic. But, you know, you could say it's actually a sport. You know, is chess a sport? That's another question. So that's been an argument as well. So it depends on what your definition is. But I, I think I don't care about the definition so much because I think you say esport or it's a mental sport or it's just a mental game. Or it's a uh, impulse based game because a lot of these, like like what, what video games tend to test more is you know they're not testing your they're testing your reflexes you're testing a lot of things that happen to be in sports so reflexes strategy say a mental game so on and so forth but it's just not testing your physical ability necessarily you, you know as much you know you could say that you know maybe you have to press your fingers a bunch of times maybe you need that mental endur- endurance on your finger and your right thumb and everything. But it's not the same as, say, uh, you know, running, say, a huge distance or throwing a baseball with pinpoint accuracy. It's a little bit different. Here's, here's a take on that, though, okay? So I think there's a difference between saying that, you pl- that something is a sport versus saying that someone is an athlete. Because you wouldn't say that Bill Belichick doesn't play a sport. I mean, he does. He's the he's a coach for a football team. And I think that means he is heavily involved in the sport. I think he plays the sport because part of the sport is the mental aspect of beating the other team. So I think you can say people play a sport without them physically being active in it. But I don't think I would say Bill Belichick is an athlete. And I think that really could be the the separation that resolves that conflict between people of whether something is a sport or not, a lot of things can be sports without needing necessarily being athletic. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. It's all how you define it, to be honest. I like my whole mindset is I don't care about how definitions are like, say applied. I just care that they're consistent. Like, you know, it just makes things easier, but yeah, Uh if, if, if that's the definition, that's fine. So what sport is, are you interested in that is contentious? Uh, None of these are contentious. They're just like not more like more niche sports. So okay. uh, one big one is uh, powerlifting. And yeah. that's getting bigger and bigger. Uh, and I'm interested in that mostly because I do 
I don't do powerlifting, but I do weightlifting. Okay, I don't do weightlifting. I live with weights, so I kind of have an interest in myself. And so, yep. you know, powerlifting. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm into bodybuilding, but I'm kind of into building muscle. So I kind of pay attention to some bodybuilders, but in, you know, I see who's big and everything, but it's not like I like really pay attention to the sport, but you know, I'm kind of in that sphere. It, it's kind of like the same way that people pay attention to some athletes because they're like really good at what they do, but they don't mm -hmm. maybe watch the sport themselves. Yeah. But and, and, and anyone in chat right now, go ahead and throw out some sports that are a little more uh, obscure that you guys listen, that you guys uh, watch and, and actually enjoy. Don't just throw out a sport because it's random, but something that you guys actually enjoy. Nate, I know you've liked, uh, you've liked powerlifting and, and bodybuilding for a long, long time. I remember you talking about that back in high school. Mm -hmm. Right. It's something that I just can relate to because it, it's like I get into things, the things I do. So for instance, uh, I got into frisbee golf for a bit. And so I started like watching like videos of people doing frisbee golf more for my own, say, sake of, you know, learning how to throw a frisbee and everything like that. Uh, it's mm -hmm. the same with other things. Like if I'm starting to get into a game, like a, like a video game and want to learn how to do it, I usually watch like, you know, really good people play the game and then I try to pick up tips from that. So it's more self-interested than anything. And also it's something to kind of like engross myself into that thing. Like with powerlifting, if I know what other people are hitting for lifts and I know, you know, their techniques and everything, it, you know, I can, I can kind of follow and kind of gives me some motivation, but also just some sort of sticking point into the sport. Mm -hmm. And I know, okay, let's talk about, let's talk about our good friend, Mark Henry for a minute. World, uh, inarguably world's strongest man. Yes. Uh, does he not still hold several records like to this day, despite the fact he hasn't been in the powerlifting community for a long, long time? I think they've been beaten, uh, but I know he hit a bunch of records. So there were more weightlifting records, I believe, because yeah. I, I feel like he may have been powerlifting, but he was a beast. Like he, he's very, very strong. Uh, there's a couple of big people in the sport right now, like Ray, Ray Williams. Uh, who is very, very good. But one other confusing thing with powerlifting, and this kind of goes back to our conversation about, say, different uh, leagues. So there's like the IPL, USPL, and they can keep going on in all these different leagues. And they have slightly different rulings and kind of judgment criteria. So uh, there are certain lists people hit in one week where, let's say, it's not considered to be valid in another league because one league might be more strict as far as form or depth, and the other might be less strict. The other big thing is uh, there's this thing called equipped lifting versus unequipped lifting or raw lifting. And when equipped, people will, this used to be a thing more prevalent, like say 10, 20 years ago, but people would put on these big bench shirts. So these shirts that have like little compressions in it. So, uh, and then you go down and the shirt kind of takes a lot of the weight off you. And, you know, same with squats, like these squat suits that people would wear, essentially they go down and it takes a lot of uh, the weight off them. And, Essentially, they just put a ton more weight, so it, it kind of takes some of the. That's, that's cheating. You're wearing a mech suit. Yeah. Like <laughs> if I get inside a robot and power lift, does that mean I can power lift? That ain't fair. Okay, so Mark Mark Henry, he is a two time Olympian, uh, gold, silver, and bronze medal medalist at the Pan Olympic Game, Pan American Games. Um, he is. He was the uh, WDFPW, the World Drug-Free Powerlifting Federation champion in 95, two-time U.S. national champion in 95 and 97, and as well as an all-time raw world record holder in the squat and deadlift. And currently, he still holds 
the World Drug-Free Powerlifting Federation world records in the squat, deadlift, and total, and the USAPL or the USA Powerlifting American record in the deadlift all since 1995. No one has been able to beat his record. He is credited for the biggest raw squat and raw powerlifting total ever performed by a drug-tested athlete, regardless of weight class, as well as the greatest raw deadlift by an American citizen. Okay, American citizen. I'm pretty sure people have beat him out because I'm not sure how accurate that mm-hmm. is because, uh, again, I, I follow the sport, so I'm a little bit more mm-hmm. like up on it. But uh, Ray Williams has done some pretty crazy stuff uh who's kind of the big one of the big names now but yeah mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure he's beat that out and there's been a couple other people who've beat but he's so you're saying he's not american i i, I don't i think ray williams is american but i you know i I'd, I'd have to just look it up real quick but i'm pretty sure other people would beat them out but it could be a, a matter of league as well he holds all three senior u.s american weightlifting records of 1993 th- through 1997 and in 2002, he won the first annual Arnold Strongman Classic. Wow. This guy is like, and from what I understand, he quit because uh, he said everyone's juicing and I refuse to do so. And I won't be in a sport where everyone cheats. Which I know Nate and I have talked about that. And Nate's like, he was cheating too. Mm-hmm. And you have no doubt in your mind that he was cheating too. Uh, good chance of it. So, so this is where it's confusing with uh, drugs and performance enhancements is that let's say that someone is just a, like a huge outlier, which is sometimes the case. Like, uh, for instance, there's a certain gene with dogs that if that gene is active and it's like a weird mutation, that that dog will be like jacked to the bone. Like this dog is a very, very muscular dog. And yeah. it's not like it's taking steroids. It's just, it just happens that gene creates lots of testosterone, which builds muscle. And it just kind of acts like that. Uh, people with stuff like giantism, like uh, Andre the Giant, uh, or say the big show, he got his fix, but you know, they just happen to produce a lot of these growth hormones and things that kind of cause the results of that are very similar to steroids because essentially steroids mimic the growth building kind of effect. So, some people might just have an abnormally high testosterone or a certain weird genetic combination that might make them that one in a million, one in a billion, you know, whatever it might be, where they can hit these levels of performance, which are unusual right and those people do exist and also they might just have like the right you know say bio biomechanics there's this guy in powerlifting whose name is uh, uh richard hawthorne and he's 125 pounds and he lifts like he does like a 525 pound deadlift like a 300 pound uh bench press and like a 550 pound squat or something like that i mean those numbers are not quite accurate but kind of in the range and that's insane for 125 pounds now he's just naturally really gifted and really strong but also, just the way his body's built, it's perfect for these different lifts. Like, if you want to create a perfect human being for those lifts, that's how you do it. So there's a confluence of kind of genetic factors there. And I think he's natural. And good chance that Mark Henry could be natural. But, you know, if he's natural, it's just kind of like genetic lottery for him, right? It, uh, most people, to get to that point, they need, say, say uh, drugs. But essentially, their genes just create the drugs that make them in that kind of a stratosphere. Mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with that. I think if the point is that you're not introducing otherwise uh, not natural things into your body, like then that, then that's what you should be following. And if you, 
it sucks because like you won't be able to compete with people who do naturally. Pretty much you're saying some people naturally have steroids. Yeah, essentially. So they're naturally on steroids. Yeah, right, right. I mean, let's take Brock Lesnar, who actually did use steroids. You know, that's been pretty, pretty well documented. But Brock Lesnar, even if he didn't do steroids, he'd still be, you know, even before he did them, he was hugely jacked. He was uh -huh. hugely competitive and hugely scary. Like he's going to be jacked no matter what he does. Now, steroids just take him to the extra like portion. But even yeah. just without drugs, he is still going to be like this crazy genetic freak. Yeah. No, Brock is absolutely. I mean, you take a guy who is an NCAA All-American and you put him in the UFC and he was dominating. Like he lost his first fight to, to Frank Mir. Then he came back and he avenged that. He was hitting Mir so hard that Mir was knocked out, but Brock was holding him up against the cage and kept hitting him. So, I mean, that, that was something. I mean, to win the, the UFC heavyweight title without a quote-unquote MMA background. I mean, that's just brute strength, right? So, Brock was so weird to watch in that. Uh, people who haven't seen it, he... I think in the Frank Mir fight, the second one, there's also another fight he yeah. had where... He is not good technically. Like, like he's just yeah. very. If he had the technical skill, like he would just dominate and kill everybody. Mm -hmm. But oh, yeah. but he just kind of brute forced it, and it's like he took such a beating and just kind of went through it. And it's like, how how is he even doing this? And yep, he just got this pure, just raw energy. Like it, it's one of those things where you, you can say that say ability is a big portion of the UFC, but Brock mm -hmm. kind of showed that raw strength and this determination is a big part of it too. Rocky style, just wear let them wear themselves out. Yeah, he strikes me as like people do a lot of gaming. People build a tank build where they can just take a shitload of damage and eventually the other person's going to run out of ammo or whatever it is. And that's exactly what Brock does. He just stands there, absorbs it, and then that, then it's his turn sort of idea, right? So, mm. and then and Paul Heyman's his bard. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Holds up the belt. Uh, yeah. Paul, man, I love that guy. Paul yep. Heyman's a genius. Yep. Uh, but Huge fan. My favorite athlete, Paul Heyman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, this has, been, this has been an awesome conversation. Was there any, any other one that you want to, anybody wanted to bring up? Any other sports? Yeah, that we didn't, we didn't touch on that needs to be brought up in this conversation. Well, I just want to circle back for a second about how if esports are, are sports or not, because I, mm -hmm. I, I work at a college and they recently launched an esports uh, directly under athletics. Yeah. And everyone who's in charge of that is from the athletics department. And there are other colleges that are looking to get involved as well. So, I mean, yeah, they're not clanging and banging in the gyms and, uh, you know, lifting weights and stuff. But they they train and they they uh, they they figure it out. So I'll tell you what I play room. when when we started playing uh, when we started the hockey division mm -hmm. um, and we were playing those games. My left thumb would get sore after the first period, two yep. more periods. Now it doesn't. So yep. I've been lifting some hardcore weights with my fingers. There you go. Work those thumbs out, right? Yeah, I got the finger strength now. So maybe if I just go to the gym and just do finger strength training, then I yes. can be considered an athlete, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I think esports e are a sport, but I don't think that you're an athlete if you play them. No, I I agree with that. And that's but what I also I want to uh, I want to point out that 
people who do play esports, whether it be professionally or what we're doing or anything else, it does take a skill. It's not, it's not, not anyone can pick it up and do it. I mean, and that's kind of what I kind of pride at TPC FL on when I started. We, because we deemed ourselves a learner league, we were there to help other people learn to play football as opposed to these already well established leagues. Like the meter and I talked about it, there are leagues out there. I mean, we take four months to do a season. Mm-hmm. We do one game a week. We originally started off doing two games a week, and now we're, we've relaxed it back to one. So it takes four months to play a regular season. There are leagues that we've seen that people will do three games a week. Mm-hmm. So the whole season's done in like three weeks, right? Isn't, isn't one of those leagues like a game a day? Yeah, there's one that has a 24-hour turnaround. And if you, can't, if you can't do that, then you're out. It's like, I'm sorry, I have a family, I have a wife, I have a child, I have a job. I have, I, I have, to, I have to have time to sleep. I, I can't dedicate that mm-hmm. much time to a league. Um, but I think that our pace is relatively normal. And we, we've, we've helped a lot of people. We, the community helped itself. Um, we, like I said earlier, we come together, we talk, we tell people, you know, this isn't necessarily working. You don't want to, th- you don't want to run on third and 17. You definitely want to throw that and, you know, tips and stuff that people get better. I mean, I blanketed it originally as the learner league or we blanketed. I don't think we're such a learner league anymore as much we've, we've developed past that, but the, uh, the notions are still there where if people wanted to join us, we're definitely going to, uh, to help them. It's, you're not stranded by yourself sort of idea. I don't know. I would argue we, we kind of are still a learner league in the in the way that a lot of leagues are super competitive. Mm-hmm. So you don't want the person that you're playing against to learn versus us where like we'll play friendly matches with each other and be like, oh, here's a suggestion on how you can do this. Here's how to manage the clock better. And then that person might be like, well, here's how to do an outside run better than what you're doing. Here's where you're you're dropping the ball in that regard. Um, so I feel like that's really where it comes down to being a, a learner league mm-hmm. per se is that we all want to want each other to learn, not just ourselves. And that really comes down to what you've been saying. And that's community. Yeah. And I mean, I love our community. I think our community is, I put our community up against like almost any other gaming community out there. I seriously would. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And, uh, it is awesome. I think there's a couple of sports that I've really kind of grown a liking to. And what happened is like, I was just going through YouTube and I saw this video. And so I clicked on it and it was like a gymnastics video. And this person did all this crazy flipping around and everything. And it's like, wow, that takes such like, like ability and dedication there. Like, how are they doing that? And then I watched this video of someone like pole vaulting. And then I watched a video like them running, like I watch Olympic sports. And then I watched a video of them curling. And I watched a lot of curling videos. And I was like, there's such athleticism here. And I like, I was just engrossed in it. And then eventually I realized that I was watching it because they're all hot girls. (laughs) Beach volleyball for the win, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Misty May Trainer. I was going to say, if you're starting to watch uh, curling, your your potential Canadianism is showing there. Curling is huge here in Canada. Potential Canadian. Honestly, I Mm. I think that's... Okay. So so the hot girls are nice, right? Yes. But... That's actually a legit sport. Like I, I was kind of watching it. It's like, oh yeah, it's, it's like pool, but with ice and like kind of I don't know interactivity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's injuries. There's a guy I work with that broke his femur playing curling, and he was off work for like months. And I'm like, how do you how do you do that? 
And then I saw the video of it and I was like, I never want to see that ever again. Oh. Like, that was just, he went down on one knee to push off. And when he did, whatever he did, his leg just went and broke. And I'm thinking that curling would have to be the one sport you're like, you know what? Unless I get my fingers jammed by the rock, I'm pretty good for injury wise. No, nope. you're not talking about Dwayne Johnson. No, 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 no. But imagine. But imagine. Imagine if they painted all of the rocks to look like Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yep. Get so, Langel, thank you so much for, for joining us here today. We'll have you on very soon. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Where, where do you want people to find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Langel. L-A-N-G-I-L-L-E. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Twitch, same thing. Facebook, same thing. It's all, it's all Langel. Get your branding down pat. I do. I do. Uh, and of course, um, check out TPC Sports Live on, on Twitch or on Twitter. Uh, that's where you'll find Meter and I multiple times a week in multiple different sports. And uh, yeah, no, thanks for having me on. I greatly appreciated the opportunity and the conversation. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. We'll, uh, we'll post that stuff both in the description and in the Discord. If you don't have the Discord link yet, uh, just reach out and I'll get it to you right away. Um, and maybe we'll put that in the description. We'll see if we remember. Sure. But Nate, what's your favorite sport that involves not a ball or weights? Frisbee golf. Frisbee. Wait, did we play that once? Yeah, yeah, we played frisbee golf. Remember, we went oh, with your yeah. brother, and then uh, your brother beat us for some reason, which was really annoying. No, he didn't beat us. Hey, yeah, no, I I won. No, you didn't. Kinda Nate, I won. Sucked. Nate, I won. We're, that's how we're remembering it. You know, and to be honest, it, it's the weirdest game I played because I played that game. Like I used to play that game like constantly, like two times, three times a week, and this is the first game I played where. Someone actually kept track, track of the scores. No one's ever done that, like in my history of playing, like multiple with multiple people, different groups of people, and everything. You're the only person who can actually keep track of the scores who, you know, wasn't actually competing competitively. Well, I was. I won. Well, no, you, you definitely lost. Nate, we need to talk.